0: Winter flu crisis. Thousands must wait for jabs as France
1: hospital crisis it's child flu. swine flu. What are the
0: symptoms, and should I be worried by it? Flu outbreak yeah. could reach epidemic. Flu. As three million deaths by two weeks. What UK flu warning? Flu outbreak yeah. could reach Last epidemic in two weeks as eight point three million deaths this winter after an outbreak in Australia... new figures from public health think. Every year we see headlines about an impending flu outbreak. Thankfully, though, it's rare for this seasonal illness to reach pandemic levels, but it is true that yearly outbreaks do kill people. It's also true that we can help to protect ourselves from the risk, and we need to get better at recognising the symptoms of this highly contagious viral infection so we can manage it more effectively. A good place to start is understanding the difference between the flu and a cold.
1: Talking 24. The health and information podcast from NHS 24.
0: Talking 24 is the podcast from NHS 24, the national provider of digital and telephone-based health and care services for Scotland. I'm Lisa Dransfield and in this episode we'll hear from doctors, nurses and an epidemiologist... (laughs) The epidemiologist. To help us understand what the difference is between a cold and the flu and what we can do about either if we're unlucky enough to become unwell. Listeners of a sensitive nature are warned. This podcast contains references to snot and a lot of it. (laughs) Flu or influenza, to give it its full and proper name, has plagued humans for centuries. And because it's very good at adapting itself, it's likely to continue to do so. The word influenza though wasn't really used until about 1357 and then it became common as a term in Britain in the mid 1700s when it was thought it was caused by cold weather along with astrological influences or the conjunction of stars and planets. It wasn't until 1933 that scientists finally isolated the flu virus in humans. Of course people have suffered from colds for as long as they've suffered from the flu but there are striking differences between the two. To understand those differences, we spoke to one of NHS 24's Associate Medical Directors, Dr Anna Lamont. You've had a cold, haven't you, Anna?
2: I have had a cold just about the last week and a half.
0: Getting over it, thank you very much. And how do you know it was the cold and not the flu?
2: Well, it was the cold because lots of people gave me lots of sympathy and I still managed to do what I did. During the day, going to work, do all the things, a bit inconvenient. But I wasn't lying in bed um feeling sorry th- for th- 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 myself, which I would do if I'd had the flu. So
0: how, how do I mean obviously you know the difference because you're a doctor, you've got years of experience. but but how does somebody without any medical qualifications understand it feeling a bit under the weather? How do they make that distinction between the cold and the flu?
2: Well, we've all had a cold. We know what a cold feels like. Thankfully, not all of us have had the flu. Um, I tell my patients that if you feel like you've been run over by a bus and it's reversed over if you good measure, you've probably had the flu. Um, flu hits you hard. It hits you quickly. You're going to feel hot. You're going to feel feverish. Um, you're going to feel shivery. Um, you're going to ache all over. You might not actually have that much of a sore throat. Um, the main symptoms are actually going to be headache, And muscle aches and fever are the main things. How long does it last? Um, Well, you generally expect to feel pretty awful for about a week, Um, and uh, about a couple of weeks, you'll probably feel back to most sort of working kind of condition. And but if you push it, um, the cough can easily last actually for a month. But if you if you push it, you can actually be really unwell for a while. And occasionally people can actually be unwell for months after it. There are some, some, some problems actually that flu can cause that last actually several months.
0: I didn't realise it was that severe. I mean, it is actually much worse than a cold then, isn't it?
2: It is. Um, and actually it's a gateway to other things. I mean, although flu itself can kill you, Um, thankfully most of the kinds of flus around at the moment themselves um, just tend to affect your throat, your nose and on their own generally aren't that fatal there are some nasty kind of flus that affect the lungs and they they do kill you thankfully those haven't been seen for a few years Um, most of the time it acts as a gateway to other things so if you've got a chest infection or chest problems um, it can lead to pneumonia and that's actually what tends to
0: kill people Mm. So, you you mentioned before about a week of feeling really unwell. Mm. What can you do in that time? You can't do a lot. Um,
2: It's probably actually not a good idea to push yourself too hard. You know, everyone sort of tries to push themselves until they can sort of hardly stand up. Well, with flu, you probably find you can hardly stand up for the first couple of days anyway. Um, Take it easy. You know, fluids, paracetamol. um, I mean, the best thing is prevention. I mean, once you've got flu, you're a bit stuck. And once you've got flu and it's really obvious it's flu, then be fair on yourself
0: and, and take it easy. Fluids, paracetamol, and don't push it. You mentioned prevention. We'll hear about the flu vaccine shortly. Um, and how about the, the common cold then? What, what can we do about that? Well, common cold, we've all had it. And, uh, well, I've just
2: had common cold as well. Um, there are hundreds of thousands of common colds. They're changing all the time. Um they're inconvenient. They're not very nice. You'll get lots of sympathy from work colleagues. Hopefully, you'll get sympathy from family, but you know that doesn't always happen. Not my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but generally speaking, with a cold, you'll be able to get on with what you're doing. Yeah, people get really bad colds and really bad coughs, um, but unfortunately, this, there isn't a treatment for that. Um, as a GP when I see people um I'll sometimes see people who've had a cough or a cold for a couple of days and they're quite frustrated with me that I can't help them um and antibiotics just simply don't work I mean with the best tool in the world antibiotics no matter what you use them or how you use them they're just simply not going to help so you just have to it like run its course cool. yep yeah, um I mean, some people argue for a bit of vitamin C. There's not really any evidence of that. Um, it's really doing something that feels comfortable. So fluids, paracetamol. Um, you know, don't push it. Probably avoid alcohol. Definitely avoid smoking if you've got if you can. If you've got a bad cold. Um, but other than that,
0: it's you just need to let it run its course. Lots of sleep. Um, I've got to ask you a question though. Go on. Snot. Mm-hmm. What's the point of it? Why do... When you've got a cold, why is there so much of it? I know. never-ending supply of the stuff. Yucky, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, I think I was
2: going through boxes of tissues rather than packets of tissues last week. Um, it's a good question. Um, there's two main reasons. One of which is your body getting rid of it when the, the flu or the... Um, cold virus attacks the lining of your nose. It's actually destroying cells, damaging cells. Flu in particular is a bit different from a cold because it will actually damage the tissues. And so that's one of the reasons why flu tends to make it much, much sore, much, much more swollen. Um, But your body's getting rid of it. But also it's the way the virus is trying to get out of your body. It's trying to spread. It's, um, although when I say it, it hasn't got a brain, it hasn't got a thinking thing. That It's just the way it manages to spread. Um, but snot's really gross and disgusting stuff and you shouldn't really be sneezing onto surfaces. One of the things that I find particularly gross about snot is it preserves the virus. So if you sneeze on something, you can actually preserve the virus at low temperature if it's outside or below 5 degrees for so about 5 days four or five days so if you've got coins and you sneeze on the coins and you hand them over to pay for them everyone that handles that coin actually and then touches their face or otherwise you're risking passing on the flu so really just sneeze into tissues and put them in the bin snot's not the technical term is it? well
0: mucus purulent phlegm you know all these are there, sort of none words. of them are nice not words them nice are are words <laughs> um so, so you, you mentioned before pandemic, epidemic. We, we've not had one of those touch wood for a couple of years, although the newspaper headlines would lead us to believe that they're going to happen every single year without fail. Um, what, what, what actually would trigger a pandemic or an epidemic? And there's some his, historic um, examples, aren't there, of when this this has happened?
2: Yeah, I'm not going to get too geeky about it, but it's reckoned that there'll be about three pandemics century. Um, now it's difficult to define exactly what a pandemic is the last pandemic probably wasn't a pandemic it was just quite relatively mild um, epidemics are when they spread sort of in communities around countries pandemics when it goes, goes worldwide um, nasty pandemics are really nasty I mean the Spanish flu in 1918 killed more people than the black Death, killed about 50 to 100 million people between 25 and 5% of the world's population Sorry, but it is. It was pretty awful. Um, And it affected young people. Um, So it affected people sort of around 20, 30, 40. uh, Okay, the old and the young also died, but actually it particularly was damaging for the younger people.
0: One final question from me. Okay, before I scare you all to... Yeah, because, yeah, I want to move on to more cheery subjects. Is there such a thing as man flu? Is
2: there such a thing as man flu? Do you know what? There was actually a technical study on, on man flu and it does turn out that men do complain a bit more about their cold. Ah, uh, no, 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 no that's but, a different thing. But is there, is there a condition called man flu or is there a defined condition? No, there isn't actually. So um, you can limit your sympathy quite safely.
0: <laughs> Repeat, man flu is not a thing. But feeling pretty rough with a cold, albeit not as rough as the flu, is a thing. It's usual at this time of year for NHS 24's 111 service to see an increase in calls relating to coughs and colds or flu-like symptoms. We spoke to John Sandbach, part of the clinical team here at NHS 24, and began by asking him if calling 111 would make my cold go away.
3: And I think the answer to that is no it's a self limiting condition um, they used to say we used to say some sort of glib thing like if you do nothing with it it'll last 5 to 7 days and if you do everything about it it'll last 5 to 7 days um, it is that that kind of condition where you can make yourself feel better and as we we chatted about there things like fluids drinks warm drinks and paracetamol um and really, those are the things that will make you feel a little bit better. There's things that you can do to stop yourself passing those symptoms on to other people. Because as you know, there's, there's very few things as contagious, easily spreadable, contactable as a common cold. And those relate to, you know, uh, uh, using hankies. And once you've used the hanky, binning that hanky, uh, hand hygiene, washing your hands, uh, and um, really boringly hard surface disinfectant. Nurses love that because the, the, um, the virus can live on hard surfaces. And from that, I mean, simple things like door handles, it can live on that. Because what we normally do is we're all very polite. And we cough or sneeze into our hands. Then we touch all the things we do with our hands. The fridge door, you know, when you're in there uh, to make that wee cup of tea. So the fridge door, that's a great place it needs clean because you've touched that. Um, here's a good one for you, Lisa. Do you think you can get a cold from shaking somebody's hand? And you can, because as I say, the germs live, the the virus is alive on your hands. So it's that sort of thing. Simple measures will reduce the spread. um, But nothing will shorten the progression of that, of how long it takes to resolve, how long it takes to feel better.
0: What would your advice be to somebody about avoiding, we obviously clearly can't avoid the cold, uh, it's everywhere, but what about avoiding
3: catching the flu, which is much more serious? You're you're right. So the, the flu is... They both start in a similar way. The flu is is probably far more aggressive, and the symptoms are far, um, far can be far more serious. The flu is something that, if you wanted a kind of layman's interpretation, in my view, the flu is something that would take you to your bed. Do you know? And the the best and easiest way to reduce the possibility of getting the flu is clearly the flu vaccine. We should all be considering the flu vaccine, and for certain groups of people, it should be very high on their their agenda. So that's for for older adults and that's for groups of people that we spoke about already that maybe have asthma or other airway type problems. They should as well, or indeed um, problems with their immune system. And of course, the very young school-age children um, are all open for the vaccination programme. And uh, we would highly recommend that year on year. Do
0: you think people... um responding to their symptoms of a cold put too much pressure on the NHS across the piece, both 111, GP services
3: and so on. When you think that you get, when you're, you're possibly getting two to three colds a, a year, as an adult, you should recognise those symptoms and know how best to deal with them yourself. If you need some support with those symptoms, I think your local pharmacy is an ideal place to get that advice um, and also to maintain a small stock of things that you know help you when you do have a cold. Because I say, you can expect two to three colds a year. And for children, it's one of the main reasons for um, missing some school time in winter, because we know colds peak, although you can get it all year, they peak in winter and in spring. So that's when you're most likely to need these type of things. And I think with just a little planning, um, we can deal with those things ourselves simple measures we can all take to help
0: relieve symptoms. Now, if you're not sure, you can also check out the self-help guides online at nhsinformed.scot. That's a service provided by NHS 24. There's a range of conditions covered there, include those seasonal illnesses, coughs, colds, flu-like symptoms. It's a great resource to help you understand why you're feeling so rough. The flu virus is clever or sneaky, depending on your point of view. As Dr. Lamont highlights, it can change every year. The problem
2: is is that flu changes all the time. And usually it just changes a wee bit, and that's why we have the flu vaccine. We just we kind of catch up with it, and we keep up with these small changes. But every so often, flu can make a big jump. Um, and there are really geeky reasons for that. But flu can make a big jump, and when it makes a big jump like that, none of us have an immunity. And if it makes a big jump, and it's a particularly nasty kind that makes a big jump, then we're all vulnerable. Um, And that's the big fear, and that's why we have the surveillance. It's why we work hard on vaccines.
0: In Scotland, the vaccination programme is led by Dr Jim McMenamin. The epidemiologist. Jim talked to us about the flu vaccination and why everyone who can get the JAG should get
1: the JAG. Of course, everyone should trust the facts get the flu vaccine if they're in an eligible group. That protects not only them, but it could protect others around them. It's an international effort every year to make sure that the populations are best protected as we can. There's a a network across the globe that combines all of their information to try and see what do we think might be the next influenza challenges. So which new strains are causing problems in one location that haven't been anywhere else so that they might be coming your way soon? That international network is one that Health Protection Scotland contribute our clinical information and our laboratory information to and that working with the World Health Organization through all of the other countries that we combine all of that information to say what do we think might be coming next? And in advance of every flu season, sit down and say, well, what do we think um, might be coming as a challenge for the next winter for Scotland and indeed the rest of the Northern Hemisphere?
0: The conversation that we've been having today has been all about the flu and the vaccine, but generally we're talking about the difference between a cold and a flu. What would you say the difference was? If somebody asked you in, in one sentence, what would you say?
1: This is where I have to represent not just the medical um, establishment but uh, men too as well as um, everything. So I'm, a, I'm aware sometimes that there's a often a discussion about the difference between a cold and a flu and what is man flu and all these things too. The key distinction between um, a cold and a flu is that influenza can be a very serious illness. Whereas cold viruses, and there are very many of them, can produce what should be a short-lived thing uh, where you might have a bit of a runny nose, a bit of a sore throat, you're unwell for a couple of days. Influenza can produce, even in the most able-bodied person who is a, a, you know the, the fittest person that you've ever seen, it can lead them absolutely out for the next three to five days. And if it can do that for the fittest people in our society, it's understandable that it can also mean that if you are at risk of the complications of flu, then you can develop significant problems. So if you happen to be um, over the age of 65, if you're under the age of 65 and in a clinical risk group, if you're pregnant, all of those um, groups can be not just floored themselves, then, but that they um, may develop complications or increased risk of complications of flu.
0: Dr. Jim McMenamin summarising the differences between a cold and the flu. Uh, listeners who are on the ball will note that he forgot to mention man flu because it is not a thing. If you want to find out more about the flu vaccine and whether or not you're eligible, please visit nhsinform.scot and search for flu jab. If you're suffering now and want to know what you can do to feel better, check out the self-help guides on NHS Inform. And remember, your local pharmacy is a really good source of help and advice. Thanks to all our contributors today, Anna, John, and of course, Jim, the epidemiologist. Uh, We'd like to know what you think about our podcast, Talking 24. You can leave feedback via social media, all the usual channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can find us by searching for NHS 24.